This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Okay, as always, it's a a lovely warm welcome to the Kerry Dixon Show. Uh, Lots and lots and lots to discuss today with the great man himself. But uh, before we do that, uh, we should acknowledge quite rightly our wonderful sponsors who are ChelseaFan12.com, the home of the 12th man, the fan. Uh, So go and check out their website. There's loads of memorabilia for sale on there as well as news. And of course, videos courtesy of the Chopper and Chivs Show which is recorded at the Butcher's Hook pub after every home game. And very entertaining it is too, and I shall put some links up about that later. Um, You can also follow them on Twitter at Fan12Chelsea. So there you go. Kerry, how are you, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm fine, uh, personally. I'm looking at the games uh, (laughs) recently, the last two, and you know we've been shot down in our predictions, and I'm rather perplexed by the performances. Um, you know, I don't know which one you want to talk about first well, or where you want to go. I'll follow your lead, but um, you know, it hasn't been a great week for us. I have to say yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, I mean, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because I, I, I'm, I'm desperately. Uh, I mean, actually, we were, we were, we, we stuck the boot in. Actually, to be fair, on the Chelsea fancast on Monday, you know, we, we, we're, we, you know, as supporters, we try and be supportive, but we'll talk about it in a minute uh, in more depth. But we, we didn't hold back and. Uh, you know, since then we've had Roma, and I, I, I was talking to you before. You know, before we went on air, saying that, you know, I've, I felt there's a lot of negativity around around the game last night, which I, I'm not so sure about. I, I didn't think it was too bad, but let's get straight into it. And exactly that point, there has been a a lot of negativity about the result and, and the performance last night. Um, you know, people saying they were totally outplayed, tactically outthought. But you know, at the end of the day, Kerry, it was a three-three draw against a very, very good team. Um, so you know, should it all be doom and gloom? Well, it's not doom and gloom, um, that's for sure. Mm. Um, I just try to look beyond the the obvious game. You could sit here and talk about the game, um, and on on the face of it, what I saw, I thought Napoli were the better side. Um, I have to be honest. Um, 
Oh, he just. Although a draw is arguably fair, or a stroke, stroke Napoli, 55-45, if you look at a percentage call. Um, he did throw up one or two problems. Um, I did say last year, and I'm not saying, I'm not justifying what I say is right all the time, because I've had it wrong the last two games now. Um, you know, I thought we'd beat Crystal Palace, and we'll come to that in a while. But last night, um, we should have been good enough to beat these at home. We've now got a difficult game away. Um, I still think, and I'm trying to preempt results in this in this tournament, um, the Champions League, because failing to qualify would be a disaster. Um, we're still in a prime position. We go to Roma, and if the game last night is repeated, I would think that, Nap- that um, Napoli would come out vic- victorious if uh, in, on their own patch, if that be the case, unless we produce another Atletico performance and get the result, um, which is possible. Um, I'm, I'm just looking beyond the actual game, and I'm thinking it was a great result by Carabag to hold Atletico last night because they might have blown it with that. It could turn out that the last game at home, and thank God it mm. is at home, it could be a do or die in this group uh, with us and Atletico. And, and you don't really I want that, do you? Just yet. No, no, no. I mean, we of all the teams, yeah. Could... No, go on, mate. Go on. I thought we could. Sorry, I thought we could have qualified comfortably if we win the home game, which I said at the start a few shows back. Yeah. You know, you win yeah. your three home games, and you know, Carabag. Let's face it, we, we've already gone there and, and done the business. So. And Atletico, uh, you know, it's just a case of Chelsea should be through comfortably. But it's just thrown a little one in last night. And uh, whereas I'm still positive in that respect about getting through the group, there is a little doubt. And, you know, there are causes for concern. So when you say a lot of negativity around, um, we should be winning these games at home. Mm. Yeah, well, that, that's true. And, uh, you know, I, I, I get that. Um, I, you know, I thought thought Roma were a very, very good team, and 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 I think in a sense they they tactically got it absolutely bang on. But I think perhaps a lot of the disappointment really stems from the fact that you know when when you see the side go two nil up, even though it was as a result of you know ceding possession for for most of the half um, and counter attacking, but you know two really good goals from us as well. You know when you see the side go two nil up, you you don't really expect or want to see them go three two down. So I have a suspicion that maybe. That you know that that gives rise to a lot of the negativity. Um, but at the end of the day, mate, I mean, you know, Roma scored some superb goals. I mean, they were superb. There's no doubt about that. But uh, is there anything we could have done? Could we have done more to defend those better, perhaps? Well, I saw some of the pundits um, when I got home. You know, going on about uh, poor defending, poor this and poor that. Um, we conceded three goals. Um, everyone looked for an excuse and a, an escape goat. Um, the Jacko volley was absolutely magnificent. Um, you know, the pass was pass was exquisite, and, and you know the, the take was great. And you know, to say Aspilicueta was a bit off him. I mean, he's a yard off. I mean, come on, he took it brilliantly. Um, anything other than that, it wouldn't have been a goal. So yeah. Listen, we'll give that. There could have been some better marking on perhaps the cross, the delivery. They're going on about this and that, and everyone looks for it. It's it's a fine margin of error. The the thing that I tend to look at is the fact that teams are getting chances, and, you know, they're getting other chances as well. You know, you look back at the games this season, and, you know, Palace hadn't scored. Come on, they've got two goals against us. Um, You start to think... uh, We'll, we'll, I suppose we'll talk about the Palace game. I mean, the result was a disaster in terms of mm. their bottom of the league. They hadn't scored a goal, hadn't got a point, and they they beat us. 
it flies in the face of where we go to Atletico, and, and, you know, in the group in the Champions League, and, and no English teams won there, and we go and win there. And you think the two results were, you know, without analysing the performances, the two results are north and south. You know, mm. they're, they're so far opposite, it, it's frightening. Um, you know, and that leads to a little bit cause of, of cause for concern as well. You start to think to yourself, well, how can a team put out them two type of performances? You know, it's not necessarily performances, but achieve them two results. And it wasn't nothing to do with a referee or anything like that, or any, you know, injury crisis or anything like that, or penalty decisions. It was Crystal Palace away. It was Atletico away. And we get a 2-1 reverse and a 2-1 win. And they're a million well, miles apart at the time. I, th- I think, to be fair, Kerry, there, there is one, you know, massive difference uh, between those games. And, and that's that, you know, we didn't have... Uh, we didn't have and Golo Kante in midfield. And, I mean, last night against uh, Roma, uh, Conte put uh, David Luiz in. Well, I, I think that they were playing with a three, actually. I think it was Bakayoko, Fabregas and David Luiz, which he kind of did something similar with against Tottenham away, didn't he? Um, but, you know, it's a huge, huge hole to fill. I mean, we were all saying after the Palace game, my God, you don't realise what a good player he is until he's not playing. And he really is the fulcrum around which that team operates. Um, so, I, for me, that's the essential difference. I mean, I suspect there are other things too, which we will get into. But would you not recognise that that is a huge miss for us at the moment? And and also, for Conte, tactically, a difficult a difficult uh, situation to get round. I'm loath to get into Conte tact- tactically because, you know, if you win the game, it's a masterstroke no matter what you do. You're playing <laughs> in there and... You know, Louise, Louise has scored a great goal, so all of a sudden mm. that could be the greatest move ever. If we'd have gone on one three nil, imagine that. He's, he's done that. What a fantastic. And then people start to look at negative things, uh, pulled Louise off, and, you know, is, is it right? And, you know, um, the manager will do what the manager will do. And in a results business, um, you know, it's either a masterstroke or a disaster. Uh, I don't go along with the Kante is the be all and end all of our football team. Um, I think that there's. Um, plenty of um, other people who contribute to various performances and so on. Okay, he's a miss. I'll give you that much. Um, but I wouldn't have said he's any more so a miss than any of the other what I call major players um, in in the the wheel. The, you know, they're all cogs, and you know they all play a part. And when it runs smoothly, all the cogs are attached, and everyone and it, and it runs like it did last year quite comfortably. There's one or two missing, but I still maintain. We should be good enough to win at Palace and win at home to uh, Napoli. Um, having uh, having put that performance really, in uh, against Atletico. Sorry, yeah. home to Roma. Home, Napoli, I said Napoli. Oh, we should be good enough to win at it's because they played each other at the weekend and both were unbeaten or something. Napoli won and I was got, I got caught up in that one. But never mind, no, we should be beating Roma at home. Um, it, it, it's, it's a situation that if we're looking to win... One, the Premier League Palace is that we've got to win. If we, and two, if we look to win the Champions League, you beat Roma at home. Um, yeah. It's as simple as that. You know, when you, go to, when you go to the semis and you go to the knockout stages and you go to the final, you're neutral ground. You've got, you've got to win. And, and home advantage is a big advantage, no matter which way you look at it. Um, mm. I think there's one or two issues. You look at the Batshuayi situation of Palace. Um, you're looking up to the air. You know, why me again? And then you look back and you think, well, yeah, you weren't doing an awful lot, fella. Um, it is you. Uh, that's just a personal opinion. Um, but he's gone in on the back of, or being asked to go in and play, on the back of the week before when he's got a kick straight where it hurts. 
Um, because the manager, after taking off Morata, or Morata coming off, he's he's gone with three different players, and he's asked he hasn't put him on. You know, he's showing lack of faith, and then huge faith. He, you know, it doesn't necessarily work that way, and, and that is a little dig at man, man management. You know, um, to ask a player to go in and do it is one thing. To ask a player to go in and do it after a smack in the face, he's carrying a knock. Uh, you know, and the knock is in his head. And he psychologically is getting bashed around a little bit. And, you know, whether he's going to be asked to go in every time Morata's not playing and produce remains to be seen whether he can or not. I think that's a, a really interesting point because, you know, I keep hearing, you know, a few pundits, people in the media... Uh, are all saying, oh, you know, maybe there's something going on at Chelsea behind the scenes. There's something up there, and I think it's a bit odd. And 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 you know, just to put a, a Chelsea supporter spin on it, we, it's the last thing that we want to hear, and yet it's something that we we all recognise. We've been around a long time, and there, and it does seem to happen a lot. So the you know, the minute you kind of hear these rumours, you don't want to believe them, but you kind of think, you know, what I know Chelsea when there's. You know, when there's smoke, it usually means there's a fire on the way. And I think, you know, kind of, you know, bringing both those points together really, Kerry, you know, there there is a sense that Conte's management style is, is pretty brutal. You know, um, he knows what he wants. If you don't deliver, then you get it. And and I wonder, in, in the modern game, very different from the game that you played in, of course, you know, players are, are more responsive to an arm around the shoulder than a kick in the you-know-what. Do you think there, there may be something going on with that? Well, I don't know. I'm not privy to any information. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't be shy of saying it. I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying what I see and players' reactions. Mm. I've been in football dressing rooms. I've been, in, yeah. I've been involved in a team that's got... I've been involved with a team that's got relegated. And there's the same team, virtually, that, uh, uh, plus Peter Nicholas and Graham Roberts, have come back and won the second division by numerous points and then fared well in, back in the Premier League or first division. So, and... You tell me why. It's just, it, basically, it's the same nine plus two other players that's come in. They don't make that whole heap of difference. Um, but it does the mentality of the players uh, to perform week in, week out. And, you know, the mentality of the players might give you an idea of why you get such contrasting results yeah. as Crystal Palace away losing 2-1 and Atletico winning 2-1, you know? And, you know, you'll get a few in between, like Roma at home, 3 all, you know? Um, and you talk about management styles. I don't think there's a huge difference. about the modern day player has to have his put his arm around him. Why? You know, they just get on with it. They, they've they've got the same um, obligations to wear the shirt. They've got the same desires to do well when they wear the shirt, and they get well well paid for it, which is immaterial as all players have done over over time. They've always been pretty well paid, so that's not really a, a, an issue. But they don't deserve any better. But what players don't understand, and the human being itself, can't be keep getting smacked and knocked down and then be thrown in and expect to perform brilliantly. Um, and then you'll get dragged out again. And, you know, it doesn't work like that. There's got to be some dialogue. That's where the man management comes in, I feel. Yeah. And I'm not saying no one's getting it. No one isn't getting it. Fabregas handled it well last year, as did, you know, the three when they were rotated, you know, uh, Matic and... Um, well, not so much Canty, uh, but you know, every now and again, he, he he wasn't there. But by and large, you know, you either deal with it or you don't deal with it. Um, if he's not going to be the answer, whether it be backup striker or not, then we're going to be short in that department. 
Um, there are other issues. You could go in deep and search for search for things, you know. Um, but I, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure we're right. I looked at the three last season and I said it's working well. We fell on a situation that worked away at Leicester and it worked brilliantly and it was it didn't matter who come in, who played where, who you moved what. This was it. And it rolled and we won the league and it was brilliant. Um, I did say it will be a little bit tougher this year when you go into the Champions League and people are used to playing against. You're playing against better players. You're playing against better teams. You're playing against people who do things differently. And people have to adjust a little bit. Um, and, you know, the bigger sides might might find us out. And, mm. you know, it's all a learning curve. I'm not, I'm not looking for drastic situations, get rid of the manager and all the rest of it, change players or whatever. But I do think that everything is not hunky-dory. And I think that's reflected in some of the results. Well, you know, I, I, I think that's interesting. And I, actually, you know, looking at uh, the game last night, there, there was a real sense that, uh, in, in a sense, that we had been worked out, found out possibly as well. And and, and, and the space, uh, I mean, talk about the freedom of Stamford Bridge. We gave that freedom, you know, they talk about the freedom of Rome, you know, but the wingbacks had loads and loads of space. And uh, and and we were definitely got out, and I did I did think that, and I, I think when you say that you know the three worked last year, but maybe this year we've been found out. I, I think there's a lot in that. I mean, you know, just to wrap up the Rome a bit before we we I want to return to what you're saying actually about the mentality of the players. Interestingly enough, but at the end of the day, it was good to see Hazard score a couple of goals, and I, and I think that unlike the Palace game, we did actually show a bit of fight uh, towards the end of that game to to claw that back. Because I mean, talking of psychology. If you're 2-0 up, even if you don't really deserve to be, to go 3-0 down in the space of a few minutes can be quite devastating. So the fact that they, they hung on in there, they kept at it, and they did get a draw out of that. They got a point. They got a result at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. Listen, um, I'm not advocating doom and gloom here. I'm, I'm just saying I think there's cause for concern. Um, and it, the, the cause for concern is borne out by the results over this season. And, you know, you, you can go back as far as you like. Burnley, start the season if you want. I mean, where did that come from? And people might say, well, Burnley might turn out to be a decent side and they have got some decent results. But a little while after that, we go to Spurs and we win. You know, the results are up and down. There's not a consistency. Um, you know, you look at the Uniteds and the Cities, what they're doing, it, it seems they're all in keeping with each other. Um, they might get the odd reverse, they might get the odd draw, but by and large, they're setting a hot pace. And, you know... If they set that pace and continue in the league, I'm talking about obviously, and we have this in different form and in different results, we could be well off. We could be well off by Christmas. Um, that, that's for one. Um, you look at, you know, we. I think uh, one of the stats that came out after, well, it was born out from last night, but it was before. Is it uh, about we've already conceded more points at home or something like that than we have in the whole of last season, or more goals or something like that? You know, uh, it used to be a fortress. Well. You know, teams are scoring against us. It's something that needs to be looked at. The manager will address it. He will be aware of it. And there'll be a reason why. Apparently, we've improved this year. Well, you know... Who says that? I don't think we have improved this year. Who oh, says that? At the start of the year. Well, I don't know, but I'm hearing it. At the start of the season, we got rid of Matic and brought back a Yako. I mean, you, you moan about Conti or Canty not being out. Well, we've, we've supposedly brought a better player. Um mm remains to be seen whether we have or not I don't know and yeah. you know the striker from last year the one that no one wanted Diego Costa I'm still I'm still a bit jury's out I'm, you know I want to dive in on the, the euphoria about Morata but I'm still not totally convinced 
When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates? Follow online commentary? Listen to the radio? Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's match day problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mm, well, OK. I mean, fair enough. I mean, I, I think you're right. I think you judge people. Opinion, are, you, no, no, you, you, no, no, absolutely. No, absolutely no. better than yours or anyone else's. But I think you're right. I'm agreeing with you. You know, I think you judge people after, you know, a year, a season. I think the snap judgments, good or bad, are not very helpful. Um, I think that the, 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 if you just drill down on that for a second, and without, without going over old ground again, from, from my point of view, the club sold uh, Matic, not, Con, not Conte. You know, they thought he's getting on a bit. We're going to get a load of money for him. We get a younger player in who has a resale value. It's part of their business model. And as far as cost is concerned, um, what a fantastic, super brilliant player, but an absolute nightmare. And, you know, there, there is a line about, you know, below which you cannot go. And if you're disruptive in the dressing room, although we don't know if he was or not, but ultimately, Conte's the manager. And if you can't work with him and he can't work with you, something's got to give and it's going to be, it's going to be the individual player. Um, and we just have to live with that. Uh, whether Morata's a good, a, well, a good replacement or not. Hold, the, hold, the, 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 hold on for a minute. All right, all right. Yeah, sorry about him, but I'm right. actually going to agree with you. 100%. <laughs> I'm going to agree with you 100%. Um, yeah. We've actually, you know, we've done a role reversal there. You hit the nail on there. Perfect. You know, so now, yeah. now it is a role reversal. Um, yeah, I understand it. And yeah. if that be the case, that be the case. But whether the team are better because of it remains to be seen. I'm still Absolutely. not totally convinced. Well, it doesn't look like it at the moment, does it? Because the results are not bearing that out. And as you said, Kerry, and you're absolutely spot on with this, it's a results business at the end of the day. Um, just to kind of put a final lid on that, and this kind of links into the Palace bit as well, you know, I, I do wonder, you know, I, I think, you know, in reality, our weakness is still our defence. And I think what what happened last year was that Conte worked that out. And, and, and by going, at, you know, with a three and playing wing-backs, he solved that problem to a certain degree. And of course... He had Kante, and I think Kante really is the key to hit this because this is why he likes to play with two uh, two defensive midfielders because he believes you need two to cover the weaknesses in our defence. And when you don't have two defensive-minded defensive midfielders, we leak goals, and I think that's what's happening. So I think it, 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 it's possibly a combination of what you say, that one, we've been worked out a bit, and two, we're missing crucial personnel. I mean, don't forget last night we were missing Moses. 
And I mean, Moses gets a lot of stick. Oh, he's not that good. He's a pretty ordinary player. But you know what? He was absolutely fundamental in the system that Conte played last season that won us the title. So you lose Conte and sorry, Kante, and you lose Moses as well. You lose key players, you know, and it's going to be difficult for you, isn't it? Well, <laughs> you know, it's an amazing chat because we've got an amazing team. We've got some great, wonderful players. But, you know, no disrespect to Victor Moses and, and, and Chanty, but would they have been called amazing cogs in many other teams? Maybe Chanty, you know, Clarity and so on for last year. And Leicester would definitely say yes. Um, Victor Moses has been a revelation in the position that he's played. But does, does Chelsea Football Club fall apart because these players aren't there and internationals coming in can't perform? Well, I don't think so. I don't really buy it. So you basically, I mean, are, are you saying that we should, we have right. enough depth, we have enough depth and actually yeah. we have people who should be able to come in and do a job? I'm, I'm saying we might not have enough depth because obviously right. the people coming in can't do a job. Yeah. Um, obviously yeah. the people coming in for what, for whatever reason, when they get when they get to do a job, they, they don't do the job. Yeah. Um, and the job is to win every game when you can with the personnel at your disposal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, injuries are a problem. But every every squad in the world has, has injury problems. The best players can't turn out week in, week out. You know, the idea of having a squad and keeping these players happy is that when they get the opportunity to go in, they've got to perform to their maximum to show they're part of a squad and, and do the business. But what's happening at the moment um, is, you know, being a results business, and I'm not picking individual performances out, and I'm not saying anything about uh, the management style, tactics, or anything else. You, you judge by your results. And um, for whatever reason, you go in and have a nightmare. You've been in and had a nightmare. That's it. That's the result. Well, talk, talking of nightmares, Kerry. I mean, Palace for for most of us was a bit of a nightmare. But you know, and I've said this to you many, many times. And you know, you, you played in good sides for Chelsea and bad sides for Chelsea. You played in the first division, the second division. But you know, as a supporter watching you in those days, you know, we we knew that sometimes the team wasn't very good. Players weren't you know, weren't as good as the players we're seeing now. But, you know, all we required was 100% effort. You know, you, you played for us, you played for the shirt, you, you put in a shift. If you weren't good enough on the day, fair enough. Sometimes that happens. But if you put the effort in, we still loved you. And there was a real sense against Palace on Saturday that they weren't putting it in, you know. And I, I, I ask you this as a supporter asking a, a former player. What I, I can't understand it when people say to me, well, we didn't win because they, the other team wanted it more. I mean, what on earth does that mean? How can how can somebody want it more oh, than the others? I don't get that. Well, you tell me. Um, how can Crystal Palace produce? I, I said in the show that uh, they're going to find 10%. They were always going to find 10% more for yeah. Chelsea coming to their own patch. Every player was going to play above himself. Uh, the, the problem was that Chelsea had the excuse. You know, you had an international break. You had players coming back. And Mourinho found it out in the past and other managers found it out in the past and moaned about players coming back from internationals and the odd result doesn't go right and this and that. We're aware of all them problems and we go to Palace knowing that and produce that performance. Um, putting it in, not putting it in. People put class putting it in with running. Well, running, tackling, chasing, working. Because um, it's easy to see. You know, oh, well done. Or they pick the ball up quickly and do a throw in quickly because they appear to want to get on with it. But I also throw into that, what about your quality? What about your actual duty? If you're going to mark, mark, mark tight, don't give them half a yard. Don't be a yard off. If you're going to score, hit the target. Don't shave the post and go wide. You know, all of these intricacies make a difference to being 
part of, not just running around like a lunatic. You know, if you're a runner and you're in the team to run, then you run. If you're in there to score goals, you score goals. If you're in there to defend and stop goals, that's what you do. You know, this is part of, again, a results business. And putting the effort in, you know, everyone can see running. You know, they talk about these optostats. They talk about, you know, players and yardage covered. He's, he must be having a great season. He's covered so many yards in a game. And the other bloke, who might score two goals and only had two touches, he must be having a nightmare because he's only covered 10 yards. But them two 10 yards scored two goals. You know, so you can spin things around however you want to. But what you're in the team for is what you're in the team for. And, you know, effort and desire and the other team want it more. If you're in the team to shut down and do that, well, everyone's in the team to shut down and do that. If everyone's in the team to do score goals, then so be it. If everyone's in the team to defend, so be it. Then you start to look at what's achieved and you, look, you start looking look at the CVs. Um, something ain't right with us. If teams can produce, if Crystal Palace can find 10%, I'll argue that something ain't right with Palace. If they can find something um, in a game against Chelsea and they get slapped around for the rest of the season. You know, but, they'll, they'll have yeah. to look at themselves. You know, but we're not bothered about that. But that's, it's all called the human being. You know, what you can find week in, week out for your own contribution to the team and indeed your own performance. And uh, some of ours are lacking in that, I have to say. Well, I've, I've, a lot of people talked about this, and we have done for a while, actually, about, I mean, you know, I think a lot of Chelsea supporters have looked at the idea of a lack of leadership. And I think that, you know, when you've been used to a team over the last 10, 15 years, which had the likes of John Terry, Frank Lampard, Didier Drogba, Petr Cech, Ashley Cole, Michael Ballack, you can go on and on and on. And we were really blessed that we had a lot of leaders on the pitch in that team. And it seems that, in contrast, we have a lot fewer now. But I, I think this is not just a Chelsea problem. I mean, you know, the same criticisms were being levelled at England uh, the other week in the international break, that, oh, there's no leaders on the pitch, you know. So maybe it's a more of a modern phenomenon. But do you think, do you think that's what um, Conte meant when he said after the Palace match that he felt that the team lacked personality? I don't know. Maybe it does. I think that's mm-hmm. what he, he does. I mean, he might... He might and I'm not privy to again to what the dressing room what's been said he might set his stall out this is what he wants players to do and players don't they do what he wants to do they don't do nothing themselves there isn't no someone on the pitch hey get tighter or do this and you know they just go out and do what he does and then they look for when things go wrong well I was doing my bit I was doing my yeah when you're in a game and you are doing well you find a little bit more to help out someone who isn't doing so well um it does seem at the moment everyone's quite content to do their bit. And uh, when one or two fall short, well, it's their fault. Well, it's his fault. You start passing the blame in the buck. Um, results suffer. Everyone can't play well every week, you know, but they can still be part of it, you know. Yeah. And you'll have a different player being a star week in, week out. You know, uh, no one gets 10 out of 10 every week, 9 out of 10 every week, you know. Uh, it, it doesn't work like that. But every now and again, your good players put in a 10. You put in it and they put in a nine, but they don't put too many fours in. When we start getting one or two fours, that's when you've got a problem. And, and I think, in a sense, Kerry, that, that, that's what we saw last Saturday. There were too many poor performances on the pitch for whatever reason. And I think, you know, we've, we've focused very much on the, on the psychological side, in a sense, I think, today, haven't we? As well as, as, well as perhaps the form side. But it, it could also be other things. It could be, it could be a lack of confidence, it could be a, a whole gamut of things. But when you've got, you know, half the team doing that then you're not going to you, you know you're going to lose more times than you win I think and, and, and that's perhaps what we're seeing we how should many, really move sorry go on mate you say how many, how many Palace players would, how many Palace players would get in our teams our squad let alone team 
Uh, well, exactly. But, you know, at the end of the day, and I know that sounds like a horrible old cliche, but matches are played on the pitch, not on paper, aren't they? You know, Correct. it's 11 men against 11 men. And if, if their attitude, their mentality mm. and their and their effort and whatever their commitment is greater, then they are going to win. You can't win just on skill alone. In my book. Correct. Okay. No, I'm <laughs> you what? And mine, I agree. Oh, and yours. You know, but what I always <laughs> say, yeah. But what, I, but what I always say, Dave, is that if Chelsea put out a team and they perform to their maximum, try their best, their skill factor because it's Chelsea football yes. club should be better than the likes of Crystal Palace. I exa- I agree entirely with that. But that's the point. You, they, they go together. You can't have one without the other. You need both. And if if you don't have both, then you are going to lose more games than you win. Now we should really concentrate on the old Watford game because we're going to be well over budget today if we don't. Um, and actually, it does actually. I think it does link in very very well because you know uh, losing, you know losing to Palace last week means we've lost uh, three games this season and. Um, that is in, in in itself, you know, extended. I mean, we're now fifth. I mean, I know it's early days, so there's no need to panic about that. But the gap between us and I would say Man United and City, who are the clear favourites in the in the title race this season, has widened. And I and I just think that there's a sense that not only do we need to get back to winning ways on Saturday against Watford for our own sake, for confidence and all of that, but you know, to kind of stay in, stay in the hunt, really. If we lose another one, I mean, does that is that kind of bye-bye to the title hopes, do you think? Well, it's not bye-bye yet. I mean, nothing's given out in this stage no, of the exactly. season. We've said that, you know, the cliches are the same. Um, nothing's bye-bye. But I will mm. say, um, if it, and I've said it at the start of the show, if they continue with the pace they're, you know, setting at the moment, the pair of them, and we continue to have indifferent results um, and drop points in the league, yeah, we'll be well off. We're looking at we'll be looking at a qualification place third or fourth, and that'll be our second half of the season. That will be our aim, you know, because I think it might well be out of reach. Um, it's not bye bye. It's certainly not bye bye before Christmas. But I tell you what, if they stay doing what they're doing, them two Manchester clubs and uh, us, Arsenal, Tottenham, Liverpool, um, continue to do what we're doing. Uh, perhaps not necessarily Tottenham, but they're, you know they're, they're showing a little bit better form. But we're showing in different form. Um, and we will be off the pace. It could be that just them two fighting it out um, from Christmas, uh, after Christmas here on in, if, if we're not careful. I'm not mm. saying here, in that respect, that I expect to lose to Watford. Come on. I mean, if we do, it'd be three losses in a row. Um, take the European game out of the way. Three losses in a row, you know, City, Palace and Watford. Then there's something wrong. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I have to be honest, Kerry, you know, I think, look, nine times out of ten, we'd look at uh, Chelsea versus Watford as a, as a banker, you know. Oh, you know, easy home win, no problem there. Um, but I think given what you just said, given the fact that we're on a, on a run of, you know, a couple of defeats in the league, but also more to the point, you know, Watford are not going to be easy. They're, they're actually in fourth. They're two points ahead of us in the table at the moment. So they're obviously on a bit of form. They've got a decent manager. And, of course, they beat Arsenal uh, last weekend, although, of course, that should be no barometer for us. But either way, it's not going to be easy, is it? Or is it? Uh, well, it should be. It, I'm not, not easy. I, I mean, easy. We, we proved that we're not in a situation at the moment whereby we expect easy wins. Anything could happen the way I see it. Chelsea should win the game. Um, we should be getting ourselves up and ready to put to put right the last couple of weeks in the league and, you know, the European game, which I don't consider, even though we've got a point out of it, I don't consider it a plus. I think it's two points dropped, but we've, we've been over that. Um, 
I think we should be looking to take a maximum of, of three points against uh, Watford. And whether it's easier or otherwise, these players have to go out and if it has to be a scrap, which you've already said, and show desire. And if it has to be just running and just working and just kicking and just tackling, we'll go out and show that. And maybe a flash of skill, which I still think we've got more in our team than they've got in theirs, we'll win the game for us. And, but whatever it is, we've got to come out after that game about whatever time he's going to finish, half past uh, half two or something like that, with three points and above Watford. Mm, OK, well, uh, it's, yeah, you know, <laughs> it, it, it does seem strange that I'm kind of looking forward to the Watford game on Saturday with a bit more trepidation than I would normally. So, I mean, how, how do you think this is going to pan out, Kerry? I mean, for, for my own sake, I, 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 you know, I don't think it is going to be easy. I think it's going to be quite a tough game for us. So um, I think we will win it, but I don't think there'll be many goals in it. And I think we'll probably win by the odd one. How, how would you see it going? 2-1 for me. Oh, I would have said 1-0, but 2-1's um, fine. I think, uh, you know, the defence have got to grit their, grit their teeth and go out there and be determined not to concede a goal. I think uh, whoever's selected as the midfield players will do the same. And whoever's selected as the forwards and creative players have got to go out there and make sure they do their job and score a goal. They mm. score one, we score one more than them, we take three points. That's the aim. Mm. Yeah, well, let's hope we do. I mean... Yeah, I, I, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to, I'm going to say two-one there, but I mean, I, I'll be honest. I, I have, I, I'm, I'm feeling uneasy about this. Although I, I, I really did have a bad feeling about the Palace game last week, but I think that was all to do with the fact that I just, you know, I know I've been, I've watched football a long time, and runs do come to an end, and it was just, it, it just felt so typically Chelsea that it'd be us that would manage to, to lose to them when they've been, you know, beaten seven on the trot. But I mean, this is a bit different, and uh, you know, I I really do I really do think that we should win. I mean, I think a lot of it really is going to depend on on on. I mean, I know you won't like me saying this possibly, but I I do think it's an issue not having Kante fit, um, and I and I think it hasn't helped uh, having Moses out as well. But I'm presuming that what he'll do is he'll probably because I think there was a bit of a doubt about Louise, isn't there? Because I mean, Louis, I know Louise got put, well. If you if you talk to some people, they're saying that Louise got dragged off by by uh, Conte for a tactical reason, and the others are saying, well, he had a bit of an injury. I, I'm thinking he probably had a bit of an injury, which means that he might be a doubt for uh, for Saturday. But I think, nevertheless, I think that Conte will have faith in sticking Fabregas next to Bakayoko at home, thinking that you know they're not going to come at us like Palace did. Would you would you say that's fair enough? I wouldn't know what's going on in his mind at the moment. You must be thinking about things, and if you, mm. if as if as you have said, you feel he pref- he prefers the two defensive midfield players, mm. that might be what he will revert to to get what he requires out of the game. I mean, he will know what's at stake. He's not stupid, and no, he will know not. that people will be on him. I mean, we're talking about it: three three defeats in the league on the trot. Yeah. I don't know about the yeah. statisticians when they start pulling out when Chelsea last had that. Might have been that ill-fated season for Jose Mourinho. I don't know if we had mm-hmm. that situation. But, you know, um, two of them at home, I'm not sure. Um, mm. He'll know what's at stake. I'm not saying he's going to get the sack with like that. I think they, I think they should, would stick with the manager. But people will be aware there will be something not right if we don't come out with a decent performance and certainly three points at the weekend. Mm, okay, well, we'll see. As always, uh, I, I can't wait because I love going to see Chelsea win, lose or draw on a Saturday. I'll be catching up with my mates, but uh, I've also got a, a supporters trust meeting actually after after the uh, you know after the game. We got we got Wee Pat coming to see us, Kerry. Brilliant. I mean, I can't speak high enough of the man. 
you know, absolutely fantastic bloke, great ambassador for the club, uh, and a wonderful friend to me. So, there's a wish him all the best, and when you I see will. him, and give him my regards. I will send him. I will send him uh, your best. Of course, you're always welcome to come and say hello to us if you fancy it. You, you know, you're, you're never not invited, <laughs> Kerry. You know that. Um, but listen, let's hope we have a cracking day. Uh, let's hope we get a win out of it. We, we do need it, uh, I think that's for sure. And uh, I presume you'll be there doing your usual things. So I might. I might even see you at the CFC UK stall if I'm there early enough. Yes, you never know. Always uh, happy to call by and see uh, Dave and Mark. So um, if I see you there, we'll undoubtedly say hello or whatever. If not, might see you at the meeting. If not. Yeah, All the we best. know where Let's we are. We celebrate Saturday night and uh, have a good weekend. Lovely stuff. All right, mate. You too. Have a cracking weekend. Uh, win, lose, or draw. And you and I will catch up again next week. Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.